one thing I use uh, ChatGPT for is writing stories for my kids at bedtime. It's a great thing to uh, oh, that's a great to idea. have them come up hmm. with a, a, a storyline or a, sorry, a, a character. And then I plug that in and have an amazing original story to tell them every night. Welcome to The Wayfinder Show with Adam Lacey and Luis Hernandez, where guests discuss the why and how of making changes in their life that led them down a greater, more authentic path or allowed them to level up in some area of their life. Our goal is to dig deep and provide not only knowledge, but actionable advice to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Come join us and find the way to your dream life. All right, welcome back to the Wayfinder Show, Adam. Man, how you doing today? I'm doing great, man. How about you? I'm doing good. You know, weather's finally turning. These uh, perfect running weather in the morning right now, so oh, I can't nice. complain. Yeah. How about how's the weather in uh, South Carolina? Cooling off a little bit. You know, still hot, but uh, but yeah, we're getting starting to get some more cooler cooler nights and mornings as well. So good. it's uh, it's a welcome. Any more hurricanes on the way? There's something hanging out out there in the Caribbean, but nothing that I think uh, anybody expects to hit the Charleston area. So, okay, cool. But yeah, man. Well, enough about that kind of stuff. We got an exciting guest today. We uh, do. Chad O'Neill, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. Happy yeah, to be yeah. here. So, okay. Chad, why don't you start off just to uh, tell the listener a little bit about yourself, and then and then I'd love to dive into your uh, multiple businesses that you have going on right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, you know, started. Um, I've, I've, you know, my background is in in marketing, but before that, you know, I started out as a professional musician uh, in the band Sleeping at Last. Um, I was the drummer with my brother in that band. My brother still actually has it has it going on. Um, and been able to uh, really make a, an amazing career out of it. Um, I left the band for, to pursue my passion as uh, becoming a marketer. So I had uh, worked in various different uh, tech industries uh, or the tech industry. I've worked in um, healthcare, in education, um, leading marketing operations and revenue ops uh, for various different size companies. Um, and uh, it's been an amazing journey, but it, one that is a little less traditional than you would you would see normally. Uh, my kind of passion for marketing was sparked actually in the band. I did a lot of guerrilla style marketing at that time. Didn't realize that I had that passion until further later on within my career. I was in you know the band for ten years, left that, and then started at a startup where I was really kind of hands on in multiple different things: web development graphic design, marketing strategy, um, which was amazing. I, I loved every minute of it. And then from there, I got acquired to uh, Pearson Education. Hmm. Where I was working with them on the clinical assessment side of the business and kind of sparked um, the, the kind of wave of marketing and technologies started to happen with marketing automation. So I actually had my, um, my niche was really helping companies understand their life cycles, helping understand 
how to progress that life cycle, how to partner with sales and be more effective and efficient within um, their within the within an organization. After clinical assessment, I moved into uh, leading a global team at Pearson, running marketing technology and operations for them um, for several years, and then decided, you know, I really wanted to get back into what I what I loved of, of building. So I ended up pursuing kind of another opportunity that was in the ed tech um, uh, space and fell in love, you know, doing that for a number of years, building out their go to market, building out their their strategic, you know, marketing arm and actually hiring the team from the kind of the ground up. Um, and then from there, I went to uh, to work at uh, Pega. Um, where I was brought in to kind of um, be a little bit disruptive in, in a positive way of really helping the, the organization understand how to show the revenue growth of marketing. Typically, marketing is looked at as a cost center. It's really hard to show attribution. And that's kind of my sweet spot is coming in, helping build on people, process, and technology to marry that up in a way that allows executive leaders to really understand what they're getting out from an ROI perspective. So I did that for um, a couple of years. Um, in February, there, you know, as with most, well, with a lot of technology companies, we we had a layoff. Um, my team was unfortunately part of that, and that actually, um, you know, was a kind of a blessing in disguise because there was a couple of things that I've learned from going through that experience that is actually kind of um, set me up for kind of the the things that I'm pursuing today. That's a little bit of my my backstory. That's a so lot. If you don't know mine, I want to go go back a second. So you yeah. you, you were a drummer in a band and in, yeah. in a band with your brother and then all of a sudden you decide that that you want to leave the band and pursue marketing. Um it just you know, in my head, it almost seems backwards of what you would expect, yeah. right? Like someone's a marketer and they're like, oh, shit, I want to <laughs> I want to be a drummer in a band. And you leave to pursue your dream that way. And I'm sure at one point being a drummer was was your dream. So oh, it, it, what it happened there? Like, did you, it was just not what you expected or or just. Yeah, so it was a little bit of both. So it was it was an amazing experience. We had an amazing run. We were on Interscope Records. We had, were discovered by Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. Wow. Uh, everything was just absolutely amazing. We were young. We were just coming out of high school, right? Mm -hmm. So we were on tour. Um, not to date myself, but this was during the Napster days. And the challenges that I saw in front of me after a certain period of time was the fact that I was concerned I was going to be on the road indefinitely and that was somewhat of a little bit of a, a a challenge because i saw a lot of you know friends that were going either through divorce or going through challenges with not being there for their kids being born and i knew that that was something that was kind of a deal breaker for me um even though i i to this day i still love to perform i love to record um all of that is still very much ingrained in the, in my my passion and in background and hence, you know, I moved to Franklin, Tennessee um, as part of that because I was on the road. That's how I found and fell in love with Franklin, Tennessee is being on the road um, and finding, you know, so many amazing people here um, that kind of it drew me and just the beauty of it. Um, but it was kind of one of those things where I had to kind of take a hard look at what I wanted kind of the next iteration 
to look like. Um, and I felt like, you know, the journey that I had was a, a pretty amazing one. Um, and uh, I kind of fell into my next season of, you know, becoming a marketer um, after kind of that period. Very hmm. cool. So how did that conversation go with your, your bandmates? Was it kind of, <laughs> it was not easy. Um, <laughs> I think they, I think they, especially my brother, I mean, we had, we had three guys in the band. So my brother, and then we had, um, uh, uh, another friend of ours who was like our brother. I mean, we had been together for 10 years. So he, he, he was definitely a brother to me, um, or is a brother to me. And like, we, we still remain close. I think it was, it was hard to, to make that, you know, make that transition because of, again, the connective tissue of, of being family. Um, but I think they understood it better than most would, uh, as well. So it, it, it was a hard decision to make, but it, uh, it definitely turned out well, I think on both sides. That's great. So they're still touring. They, they basically found a, another well, drummer. My brother actually does. Gone. He doesn't tour anymore. Um, <laughs> ironically, um, he doesn't tour. He is really focused on doing session work. I mean, the, he actually just performed with the Chicago Philharmonic uh, out um, in Chicago. Actually, what was it? Two nights ago. Um, so he he rarely plays live. He does a lot of um, TV, film. He does a lot of that. Uh, he just did. Um, actually a TV show with Ryan Reynolds. It was like a kid's show on FUBU that was really kind of in the vein of, of Mr. Rogers for uh, storytelling for children. It was a, an amazing thing. And he did the, the score. He did the music score for all of the episodes. So he, he's doing a lot of that kind of work. He's done a lot on Grey's Anatomy, et cetera. So it's, it's, I'm very proud of him. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. So how long from the time you left the band until this february let's say when when you got laid off how long were you in that marketing w2 world uh let's see a good what i would say 18 19 years oh okay yeah it's been a while <laughs> so you were doing that longer than you were in the band okay yes definitely longer <laughs> than i was in the band um i you know i was doing it to start with for you know just kind of um well, I was doing it for other bands as well at the time uh, that I was um, in the band, as well as working with, you know, Interscope on, you know, they were actually asking me ideas on how to do digital marketing because they had a lot of, you know, really traditional marketers within their uh, within their teams. So I was working with them on on helping them understand a little bit more of the MySpace world uh, that I was accustomed to at the time. Now, did you have any traditional like? college class marketing training at all or was it all just kind of bootstrap figure it out as you go yeah it was it was all you know really teaching myself i've had amazing mentors and coaches along the way that have really helped me in in understanding more the strategy of marketing and that i fell in love with kind of the idea of the psychology of it really helping people to understand um more about marketing in a way that really helps benefit the customer, not, not as, you know, trying to sell people things, but really helping them understand the why, uh, more than the, the what or the how. What, what are the other, like, how, how are you getting clients now? Just so 
now after I've been, you know, kind of going through, so I went through a season of kind of understanding what unemployment looked like. Yeah. That, that was, um, kind of eye opening in a lot of ways because, uh, one, I've never been through it mm-hmm. and I went through a lot of different emotions and I yeah. don't, unless you've gone through it, you really don't know how, how you're, you know, how to kind of go through and, and be able to kind of keep level headed. And I think that's, which I'll talk about in a little bit of what spurred my, one of my ventures. Um, but I went through it with thankfully, um, well, thankfully and unfortunately, um, with a number of my colleagues that were also going through the th- same thing. And uh, really, you know, the the way that we kind of got through it was really talking to one another, building each other's confidence, helping each other understand kind of the nuances of resume building, networking, um, really utilizing chat GPT in effective ways. Uh, so I was kind of pulling them together, you know, in part to help offset kind of the the amount of challenges that you that you go through because if you haven't been in the job hunt and in this the market is 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 uh pretty crazy and i think a lot of the folks that that are are in my role or in similar roles have experienced this it's 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 a little challenging to go through and not come out the other side because you're going you're going through a lot of rejection you're going through a lot of uh change because everyone's kind of all of these companies are kind of in a have been in a standstill again this is I'm thinking back to February when I was kind of going through it um and I wanted to offer kind of an outlet for my team to help again help them navigate and be encouraged on the possibilities of what is there in front of them um but when you have things like you know and not the social media I'm not going to downplay the impact or the excitement that people have within social media but it it also is challenging when you see other people getting jobs you see you know um a lot of distractions in in the way uh, of a million people telling you how to what you should do how you should do it um so uh, you know through that season i would say that kind of helped me kind of question and and after i got through the the challenging aspects of like hey is it, i don't even know if i want to go back to corporate um i decided to to start consulting uh and start setting up you know really uh an llc rolled out my business of enc enterprise and had been really well connected and thankfully you know a lot of people have been reaching out for a number of different services that i offer but the the biggest thing that i wanted to to do within my business is kind of a couple things one my focus is really on partnering with the business to empower their teams and their mission that is very different than me putting a list of things a la carte of services that i offer my goal is to work with like-minded individuals that really understand what i'm able to do for them and unlocking true potential and growth and revenue through my data-driven process um second is you know i've been really excited to be able to offer uh career coaching to both you know former colleagues of mine but also you know some of my new clients that i've i've taken on and it's it's been amazing um it's been a lot of fun and I think I am very passionate about what I'm able to do within, within, uh, ENC enterprise that helps me grow, um, both, you know, from a career wise, but also from, uh, a way of giving back too, because 
So, you know, I talked about the EMC piece. That's my, you know, for-profit uh, consulting business, consulting side. Um, but a lot, the other thing that I'm, I'm focused on is, is driving, you know, 10% of that, those profits into my nonprofit or my passion project right now. I'm still working on the, all of the logistics of filing for a nonprofit and setting that up correctly. So yeah, it is, it is a lot and I'm learning as I go, but the, that side of it is really going to help. Um, it's called Encourage Academy. Uh, I've been building out a framework to have that be data-driven as well, similar to what I talked about earlier when I was focusing on marketing automation and the life cycle that I'm used to measuring. I'm doing the same type of concept and framework for helping those that are unemployed, to help them, one, get through the difficult times of unemployment, get through kind of the, the, the valley season and get to the peak and get to understanding what their purpose is help them to ask the right questions themselves to set them out to help help them set up for you know success so mm-hmm. that's what i'll be doing um or that's what i'm working on right now is and 10% of my profits that are from the consulting business is going to uh, my passion project so will that be fully funded by um your enc yeah yeah okay I wonder if there's any kind of grants or anything you can you can I'm see sure out to help after, with that. Yeah, I've looked into it, and after the after a certain period of time, or, or not period of time, after you file for a nonprofit and you have kind of everything established, that's when you can kind of go through that process. Got it. Um, but at first, what I'm really focusing on, and I don't know if you know much about design thinking, but that thankfully I was able to get trained in it, and it's one of the things I teach now. Um, but it, it allows me to accelerate growth in a much more rapid state because it's all about p- rapid prototyping. So creating things, testing it out with your, with your, um, um, you know, ideal audience segment that you're hoping, you know, takes that will, you know, help you unlock the value of what you're trying to create in a much more uh, tangible way rather than me throwing up uh, uh, a community or a website and just hoping that people attach themselves to it. Like my goal is to be much more thorough about how I'm creating um, members and how I'm creating a process that is based on data. I want to go back a little bit to the piece where you're going through unemployment and the emotions behind that and all that. I can totally relate. Been there. I'm been self-employed most of my adult life. So um, one of the, one of the things you deal with with that is you start to realize really being self employed means you wake up every day un- unemployed, and then you mm-hmm. go through your day figuring out how to get employed, right? And um, there's been times when I've had real employment, right? I worked for a company, I've had a few real jobs, and you lose it for one reason, you leave, you you know, laid off, whatever the reason might be. Um, and then that's when you really feel like you're unemployed. But I feel like there's a state of mind. <laughs> because yeah. it's clear you had a real employment job and and then you don't. Um, so then it, it's very black and white there. But it's but what I've learned from being self-employed, right, and having my own business, it's really just a state of mind, right? Because yeah. I I think that like I again I don't have a job, but I have a job. Does that make yeah. sense? <laughs> you know, and, I have a bit, honestly, yeah. it, it that that is one of the things I think. Um, it's it's hard to kind of get in that mindset because again the culture and the 
the things that were were kind of told growing up is like you need that nine to five you need right. to be focused in on that you know quote unquote um secure job and and yeah. none of that is secure um it it for me and it's one of the things that i struggle i still struggle with it's still a challenge right to go yeah. through that and and go through you know some some challenging times to kind of figure out where how are you going to find your next client how how long is that client going to you know be with you and partner with you and and thankfully you know it's been now some time that i've been able to realize that it, i have never been more sure of my direction and what i am how to unlock my potential and what i'm passionate about yeah is is actually related to what i'm doing now and right. being able to have that kind of multiple multi multi-faceted um set of different passions that i'm i'm pursuing i'm pursuing every day is what ignites me and what excites totally. me to keep going um and that you know that's exciting and but to your point you know it is it is definitely a state of mind and it, it's totally. a hard thing to kind of not deprogram but to look at it in a different way to kind of be able to see the opportunity that is yeah. right there in front of you that you may overlook without trying yeah thank you 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 uh described that in a in a very in a, in a great way you know <laughs> but with that i wanted to say something else um something i i noticed about you is you you want to you it seems like you went discovering your path by wanting to help right it, you you went back to trying to help executives and other people who've gone through uh, unemployment, uh, you know, executives for, for companies to, to help them produce more revenue, as you said, right. And, um, like, like, like minded individuals and, and some of the other folks who are unemployed and trying to help in, you know, with unemployment. I, I think, um, your desire to want to help, um, that selflessness has ha helped you uncover, I think, a whole lot of, um, opportunity and, and everything that that came you know rather than just going to look for a job right yeah i i would yeah i would definitely agree i think that you know that that is how i'm wired i you know in the teams that i've led i am definitely a servant leader and wanting to make yeah. sure that i put my team first and unlock their potential to be yeah. at their best um and now i get to do that for all which is really exciting because i've been able to kind of again do a little bit of a retrospective on the fact that, you know, before I got to work with a lot of really great people, which has been amazing in my journey. Now, as I'm working by, with my by myself, like I am able to work with all of those amazing people that I've worked with that have come and now gone into other businesses. Um, so it's kind of a, really been an amazing kind of um, uh, rekindling or kind of um an ability for me to reconnect with individuals that i've i've worked with along my journey and now seeing where they're at and seeing you know how they progress in their career is is exciting for me yeah that's great and so it, it's interesting you say that i was just meeting with somebody about a week ago that became unemployed right i think they were mm -hmm. there were a bunch of layoffs at the company they're downsizing and um he he read the book The Go Giver recently, mm -hmm. and uh, I had actually given it to him, and that's kind of what I do. 
and uh and he read it and it related and he he's been going out and helping um a whole bunch of people that also got laid off from the company to help them find work you know that's and awesome. iron- ironically from that he is getting like a ton of interviews right yeah and yeah. it's kind of like what he, he's saying none of these other people are getting any interviews, but he is. They're flying them, you know, to mm-hmm. San Jose and all these different places to go interview, which I think is interesting, right? It's yeah. the same thing, same path as yourself. You you're looking to get out and, and be a servant leader and help yeah. and give. And because of that, all these opportunities you recognize are coming your way. Right. So it's, Yeah, and I mean, it has been a huge blessing to kind of, again, go through that experience. Cause it, there's been a number of different valleys I've had in my, in my career path, whether that be like, you know, Adam, we were talking about, you know, leaving the band that was really hard. Um, and a really challenging point in my life to reflect on and think about, you know, what, what I was going to do next. This was a very similar type of feeling. And you kind of go through a little bit of, it, it's kind of, um, a grief period um, mm-hmm. that's it where you know it's a loss and you got to kind of go through that in order to kind of when my mind or in, in kind of my um, process has been you know I've been able to kind of learn and experience something that is helped me into getting back on path and getting on a, a new path that has actually been far more rewarding for me um, in kind of this ability to create these, you know, new ventures for myself um, that I'm hoping, you know, will be sustainable and, and providing me with growth opportunities to help and, and abilities to help businesses and more importantly, helping the employees, helping to unlock their true potential. Because truly, I see, you know, a lot of cultures needing that a lot or a lot of companies needing culture change. Um and needing support because there's a lot of disconnect from, you know, the top down. Uh, so I work with executives to really help them understand where that disconnect is. And a lot, oftentimes it's, it's, it's three different things. It's communication, it's change management, and it's enablement. Those are the three areas that I keep finding in the companies or the clients that I'm working with that are kind of the missing pieces to kind of help connect the dots. Um, of course, there's many. Wait, other can you say that those. again? I'm sorry. What are those three things? Yeah, the three things are one communication. I don't think comp- the leadership yeah. or teams communicate enough in the right ways. They communicate in meetings, of course. Don't get me wrong. There's too many meetings. It's not that type of communication. It's the right type of understanding of of what they're doing and how they're hitting their targets. Next is change management. Being able to affect. Um, really what is happening within an organization. A lot of bottlenecks start happening. A lot of um, really bubbles start to get created or silos, I should say. Uh, And then lastly, it's enabling. It's really after you go through that change management, you really have to enable the teams to to feel empowered, um, to be empowered to do what they do best. Um, And I think a lot of companies are struggling right now with that based on what I've seen. and that's one of the areas that, you know, I, I help focus in on and ask in my kind of framework of just understanding the business, how often and how well do you communicate? How well do you say no? Because a lot of companies are adding, you know, they're not adding new employees to those layoffs that have happened. They're having all of their employees take on additional responsibilities 
which is causing burnout and ultimately attrition. Um, but they're not communicating the why. They're not communicating the mission, the purpose. Um, and those, you know, those things go a long way with with individuals within a company. Is there a certain, um, I don't know if you call it an ideal company um, that you're best suited to help? I don't know if it's a size company or an industry or a specific problem that, that you like to solve. I would, I would say the people dilemma is the one I love to solve first is, is just helping people understand the differences and the empathy that they should be taking when thinking about how well they, they work with one another within different departments of an organization. Um, that's where I've found to be, you know, my sweet spot of coming in and helping, you know, this CMO or the C-suite to understand what's really happening at the ground level, understanding what is causing, you know, things to be, you know, off track or delayed or, or challenges within culture. Um, and it started really, at, you know, when I was working with marketing and, and connecting the dots with sales, um, again, going back to what we were talking about earlier about a people like for me, it's all about helping others connect with one another, being a conduit between different departments to helping them um, achieve their best. Can you give any um, tactical specific instances, like how you would connect one group to the other? Do you, do you kind of put them in a room and make them <laughs> do exercises together? Or what does that look like? Well, in some ways, yeah. I mean, in some cases we do, we put them in a group and we talk about a shared mission. And a lot of times you have sales and marketing. I mean, they're, they're an easy one. <laughs> to kind of to not pick on but to discuss because oftentimes they have two different um objectives that they're trying to hit it's the same mission but they're looking at it through a very different lens so in those cases i look at helping understand the mission understand the the vision of how we're going to tackle this as a team rather than as a separate department and i work to work on both sides as kind of a in some ways as a translator because what sales is saying is very different is comes across very different and marketing the way that marketing hears it is very different um than what they're really up against because again they've got quotas they have timelines to hit those quotas um and they're challenged with getting those leads in on time and turning them marketing is saying oh we're sending those leads over you guys just aren't reacting it's like well there's there's a reason like we what i try to do is triangulate the the why of what is happening or the why of making sure that you know they they're they're speaking the same language but ultimately getting to um a shared result and a, a shared goal and i work with leadership from a data perspective to show the kpis of that performance and show how it's more effective by encouraging them and focusing on helping them and enabling them to do their best rather than putting them in kind of two different buckets, connecting the dots and creating you know, QMRs, QBRs, which QBRs, you know, quarterly business reviews are important for marketing and sales to be really on the same page. Cause I've been in several where they, it, it's a, more of a finger pointing exercise than anything else because no one's hitting their numbers rather than congratulating one another for the amazing work that they've done to getting them to the, to the next point. And so I take that data, help tell the story behind it to articulate how both sides has really 
delivered on what the outcomes were that the the c-suite was looking for um in a way that's tangible for both you know really the the c-suite to understand but then also e-sales and marketing to understand their parts and the attribution that each of them have taken a part in uh, and that's hard that takes time it takes a lot of hand holding um and but it it's one of the the you know the most exciting pieces of my work and my success has been around helping people break down those silos, helping connect the dots and understand the story behind how marketing plays a pivotal role within sales and how sales plays a pivotal role in helping the customer and supporting marketing in their efforts as well. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, you know, I can think back to companies I used to work for that definitely could have used someone like yourself helping break down those silos and and just like you said, helping establish better communication. So that's yeah, that's and, really cool. Yeah, I do. I do think communication is probably my number one thing that I'm focusing on with with leadership because um, you know the other the other thing that I'm seeing with companies is is a lot of times they have the mission and the vision, but they they lose sight of that. They don't say it enough, or they think they say it too much, and that starts to change and erode kind of the culture that I see that have you know started off at a very high level, but they lose focus of that. That's another thing that I help them communicate and help them focus on is is why that's so important to keep bringing it up and keep connecting it back to the mission. Um, because that's, you know, ultimately what is fueling people to keep moving forward and helping them navigate those changes. Um, people can get through changes. It's That's not hard. It's when there's change for no reason and you don't give the answer to them of why you are changing. That is what I think is is a, a challenging piece for people to to navigate through. So, Chad, I think we're uh, we're at that stage in the show where we like to go over our famous uh, Wayfinder Four. <laughs> Perfect. Ready? Yeah. All right. So, uh, tell us a hack. Let's see a hack. Um, AI is definitely. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It it can be a hack, but I would say use it as a tool for good. Um, it's one that you're, you're going to want to jump into sooner rather than later because it's here. <laughs> um, but use it for good in the sense of being your assistant and not taking over your, um, not having to take over your role or take over you as a individual contributor. Any favorite? AI uh, that you use? I use them all. Um, I use Bard. I use ChatGPT. I use Claude. Um, I use AutoGPT. I've used them all. I I try to understand how they differ and what how to best use them. I think that's another you know hack would be make sure you're using the right one. Not all of them are created equal. There are definitely pros and cons when you're using them for, let's say, helping you to understand resume building, helping you to understand. Um, uh, you know, uh, I, I actually, I use <laughs> one thing I use uh, chat GPT for is writing stories for my kids at bedtime. It's a great thing to, oh, uh, that's a great to idea. have them come up mm. with a, a, a storyline or a, sorry, a, a character. And then I plug that in and have an amazing original story to tell them every night. <laughs> that is awesome. 
That is awesome. This is that's could be a whole other episode of yeah. going yeah. on and explaining the different, <laughs> you know, AI and how you can use them. Yeah. That's that's awesome. All right. Before we get into all that, uh what is a favorite? This could be a band, a movie, a book, just something you love. My kids and my my family. I think more than anything, I am definitely family oriented. I've got three daughters. I've got three girl dogs. I've got uh, an amazing wife that is um, passionate about, you know, giving me the, the, the space and the, the, the ability to enabling me to be doing what I'm doing. Um, so that definitely is what I love. Beautiful answer. Uh, what is something you would tell your 25 year old self? And by 25-year-old, you know, we just mean figuratively. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Don't be afraid to not be perfect. It's okay to fail and learn from that. those failures. I think I went far too long trying to be perfect or quote-unquote perfect. Um, and it is okay to learn from experience and to go through um, some of the, you know, hardest things I've had to go through has, has taught me so much. Um and I've always yeah, been challenged with um, perfectionism. So it's okay. To, it's okay to not be perfect. That's what makes you unique. Excellent. Now, what's one thing that holds people back from being happy? Fear. Um, fear is what holds people back. It, it Definitely. There's a lot that. I mean, that again, that could go into a whole nother episode, but <laughs> um, I would say, yeah, fear is one that, you know, I have to have to wrestle with to to get to the other side, to be to find that pure happiness and joy. Um, and uh, thankfully, it's it's, you know, I'm seeing that through the people around me. I've been able to have the, that structure to help, you know, encourage me um, again through everything that I'm doing. But and thankfully I, you know i see a lot of amazing things that that make me happy especially in my in my kids and my family yeah and you've been able to obviously make a couple of huge pivots in your yeah. in your life yeah. in your career and come out that the I other have. side and help others mm -hmm. do the same so that's it's wonderful yeah yeah so before we get into your this is usually the point where we just kind of ask you for your contact info or where you want people to find you Real quick, uh, with I think it's called Encourage, your nonprofit that you're building mm -hmm. right now. Where do you plan on um, finding people that you're going to help? And, and again, kind of similar to what I asked about your other business, who is kind of the target uh, client there? Yeah, and that that's what I'm really trying to, to to focus in on because one to start with, it's been really those that have gone through layoffs, those that have have been going through, whether it be long-term unemployment, whether it be sabbatical, um, there's a number of different groups that I am connected in with and that have people have been connecting me in uh, to various people that I'm talking with and helping them just go through that, the first phase I would call, I would call it, of that unemployment. Um, but I really want to focus in on helping and support those that are, you know, kids aging out of foster care moms that are coming out of you know raising their kids and want to get back in the workforce and they want mm. to upskill and understand what you know what they whether you know how their skills apply because it it they do and i think i want to encourage moms to get out there and to to be able to triangulate and help 
other executives understand the amazing skills that they've learned as parents are very much needed in uh, the workforce. Um, kids that are coming out of, out of college that don't know what they want to do. You know, there's a lot that they think they've studied, they've gone through um, thinking that this is the, the career for them. And then they get in it for, you know, as an intern or as one year. And they're like, nope, this isn't it for me. I want to be able to help, you know, them navigate a day in the life and really make a good educated decision based on what they can experience through this, this framework. Um, so there's a number of, of populations <laughs> and those with thinking of, you know, um, it, well, I should say there's a lot of populations within um, the Nashville area that I'm looking to help both in person and virtually with uh, creating, again, utilizing my framework, helping them understand how to find the right skills and how to um, communicate effectively, how to go through the networking process, how to create resumes, like all of that stuff you can find everywhere. The differentiation with what I'm building is really going to be able to be very specific and pinpointing where you are in your journey and how do you get to the next step? How do you get through to finding purpose, finding joy, finding that happiness into the next iteration of your career journey? That's what I'm working on. That's what I'm developing. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So if people want to follow along, get in touch, yeah. I mean, where where could you direct them to? Yeah, so from my consulting business, it is encenterprise.com. Everything that I have will be kind of interconnected there um, because, as I mentioned, I have three different companies, so the, the websites are all located there. That's a good starting point. Um, my LinkedIn, uh, you can find me at LinkedIn. Uh, forward slash chad dot o'neal o-n-e-a-l and then encourage academy you can follow along i actually have a group or a company page within linkedin right now i'm going through right now the design thinking model i'm working with a few organizations uh, again in the nashville area uh more in person and then i look to launch fully um that project uh in the next month well, yeah, thank the website you so for that, I, I didn't even, yeah, I should. Oh, yeah, what is it? That website for that is encourageacademy.com. Easy enough. We'll link yep. it in the show notes. Yeah. All right, Chad, is there anything we didn't ask you or you didn't get to touch on that you'd like to touch on real quick before we? No, other than, my, other than my rambling, um, which Be hopefully you can cut out. But no, other than that, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, no, it was, I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Uh, you guys are easy to talk with and it was, and I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate man. having you. Absolutely. Luck, I think people are going to get a lot out of this. You got a really interesting story. So thanks again. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks. We hope you've enjoyed the Wayfinder show. If you got value from this episode, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will allow us to help more people find their way to live more authentic and exciting lives. We'll catch you on the next episode.